Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. It is Wednesday, November 15th. 2017. For the next hour, I'm going to bring you the latest celebrity and entertainment news on Gene Simmons, Blake Shelton, Jordan Sparks, Eve, Shakira, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I was sensitive to lights and sounds, so I built secret hiding places where they couldn't get in. Sometimes I did the same things over and over. Until one day, I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. 85 million adults in America have high blood pressure and are at risk of having a stroke or heart attack. You may not feel symptoms, but results from uncontrolled blood pressure are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its High Blood Pressure Awareness Partners. Hi, this is Terry Crews, actor, former football player, and father of five. I'm also an expert on drama. There's the good kind that comes with having a house full of kids, and there's silly drama like the drama around my percolating pectoral. And then there's the drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. And lead the drama to actors like me. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council. Just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibb, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know what's going on in the world of entertainment, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and that way you get a reminder sent to, the, t- sent to you when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of the stories today, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656, and press the number. Number one, that's 347-637-2656, and press the number one. Also, if you'd like to follow us or like us on Facebook, just go to www.facebook.com forward slash that's entertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at that's entertain one. That's T-H-A-T-S, entertain and the number one. You can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14, Stiletto like the shoe, S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O, and the number 14. And most importantly, follow me on Instagram. Just go to T Jones Gibbs. That's T J O N J O N E S G I B B S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a sunny 58 degrees. Before I get started with the first story of the day, I'd like to give a shout out to everyone that's listening on the phone lines and in the chat room. Again, thank you as always for joining me here on this Wednesday afternoon. Also. If you uh, want to know more about Blog Talk Radio, make sure you register as a listener. It's free. Just go to www.blogtalkradio.com, register as a listener, and not only will you be able to listen to my show here on the network, but other shows as well. Also, check us out. If you can't listen to us every week live, you can always go to stitcher.com. That's S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R.com, where it's a website of over 90,000-plus radio shows on podcast, just type in That's Entertainment Online Radio in the search box, and you can also download us on iTunes, where it's free, just go to That's Entertainment Online Radio. Uh, so how is everyone doing today? Uh, it is Wednesday, you know, it's hump day, uh, you know, we're getting closer and closer to the holidays, can you believe it, next week is Thanksgiving, and in six weeks, we have six weeks until Christmas. Uh, coming up on, on the show today, we're going to be talking about um, Kiss, uh, former frontman Gene Simpson. He has a new book out. 
Uh, it came out yesterday where he talks about how women, when it comes to this uh, industry or any industry, he's saying that women can't really have it all as far as having a career and having uh, becoming mothers, having relationships. We'll talk about that later on. Also this week we're going to be talking about Miss Jordan Sparks. She kind of pulled off the impossible uh, when it comes to getting married. Um, she she surprised her fan by eloping to her uh, her boyfriend, which she only knew not that long, and we find out that she's expecting her first child. Also this week we're going to be talking about the new host, this uh, former uh uh, well, she's still she she's a former musician. Well, she still performs, but she is now uh, she's joining the ladies of the talk CBS the talk. We're talking about Grammy winning award winner Eve. She's joining the ladies of the talk as a new co-host, a permanent co-host. She replaced uh, Aisha Taylor. Also, Shakira has some bad news for her fans. I'll tell you what the latest is. Also, um. We're going to be also talking about uh, Terry Crews, as you just heard earlier in the PSA. Uh, he was on, uh, actually, Good Morning America talking about his alleged encounter uh, uh, where he was uh, objectified and emasculated from some uh, big-top Hollywood agent. He talked about what happened to him. And also we're going to be talking about... Um, uh, the wedding, speaking of wedding, Serena will be getting married this week. And also, don't forget, uh, this weekend is the, uh, uh, will be, we're going to be, sh- so sh- well, this weekend, actually Sunday night, is the American Music Awards. So uh, without further ado, let's get started with the most talked about stories of the week. Hit it. <laughs> All right. Though it may be feasible to rock and roll all night and party every day, Gene Simmons, who we all know as the former frontman from the rock group Kiss, says that it's inconceivable for a woman to have a career while raising children. In a tongue-wagging rocker's new book on power, my journey through the corridors of power and how you can get more power, which will be uh, which was released yesterday, uh, Simmons lay out a binary choice for modern women. Now, this is what he says. He said, "Quote because uh, because uh, when it comes to having kids, it will not make you an ounce more powerful. You can't have it both ways. You have to commit to either career or family." Now, the political incorrect self-help book on power mirrors Simmons' friends and former reality TV boss Donald Trump in The Art of the Deal. There's a lot of similarities to him and Donald Trump. And the book explores the example of famous figures like uh, Machiavelli, Napoleon, and Colonel Sanders, as well as Simmons' own rag to wishes life story as the frontman of KISS to deliver strategies for attaining and preserving power. And while Simmons trumpets values like self-reliance and hard work, he acknowledged that people possess another tool that aids in the pursuit of power, and that's sex. Here is also what he said. He said, quote, how many times have you heard someone say something like, she only got the job because she's well endowed, or she's only successful because they want to sleep with her? Well, guess what? Whatever the reason, she's making it work for her. Unquote. Simmons encouraged women to harness their sexuality as a means of balancing the scales in a patriarchal society where women are objectified and seen as sexual objects. If you find that you have this power that is unique to your sex, you should not feel ashamed to use it. This is also what he writes. It's here that Simmons possess another binary choice for women using their sexuality to their advantage or choosing to stifle their own sexuality and get by on your own work ethics, your mind, and your talent. Uh, He also said that men should also be aware of their ability to use sex as a means of acquiring power. Simmons has claimed that he had sex with over 4,800 women, and he writes that that these groupies, uh, helped him develop a powerful persona that because he slept with all these women that he created some kind of 
persona. Now, I have to, you know, with all that's going on in Hollywood, with these uh, sexual misconducts, the sexual harassment, uh, the sexual proudness, I think that's what's wrong. I mean, women can have it all. This is not, you know, when I hear comments like this from Gene Simmons, I think of uh, that caveman mentality or, you know, when you're going back in a time like the 1950s where women had to be the good wife and stay at home and be the house wife and cook and clean, you know, that's kind of like almost like that sexist attitude where now women they're doing it all. They're having these career, blossoming careers. They have their children. They're married. So I don't agree with this. I really don't agree with this. Uh, it just sounds sexist to me. It sounds uh, antiquated. The idea of uh, it gives you the impression of this, uh, you know, this sexist, machismo attitude and that, you know, with everything that's going on as far again as far as sexual harassment, sexual misconduct, this is, and, and you know, we shouldn't we. And you know, the whole thing about how jealousy plays a part, envy when it comes to women. You know, the whole cliche about they say women can't work with other women because there's always that jealousy. Like mm, she thinks she's all that, or she thinks she's pretty. Well, according to Jean, he's saying that. Women should be the ones to stand out and use, yeah, I know I'm cute, I know I'm sexy, and use that as their advantage. I don't know. I mean, what do you think? If you have a comment about this, call me, give me what you think. The call number is uh, 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Again, that's 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Blake Shelton is named this year's Sexiest Man Alive by People. The magazine announced on Tuesday, yesterday, that they will feature the country superstar on the cover as a special double issue, which will hit newsstands this Friday. If you're confused that the magazine chose the singer for the title, you're not alone. Blake himself seemed to be surprised by the honor as he tells the magazine about his first reaction. He said, quote, they, he said, they must be running out of people. Like, wow, we're down to somebody who is somewhat symmetrical, unquote. It was his girlfriend, Gwen Stefani, who convinced him to embrace the crown. And since he got the title, he won't waste the opportunity to stick to it, uh, stick it to his fellow The Voice coach, Adam Levine. On his official Twitter account, people list a series of attributes that made Blake deserving of the title of Sexiest Man Alive. The publication claimed that the 41-year-old has got sex appeal, sense of humor, and and a voice of an angel. Meanwhile, those who are baffled with the magazine choice for this year's Sexiest Man Alive have taken to Twitter to express their disagreement. There's a lot of people that don't agree with that choice. I am one. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. Blake Shelton is a, a very attractive man. He can sing his ass off, but I think I wouldn't have picked him. I would have picked uh, someone like Idris Elba. Idris had had a big year this fall, for, uh, this year so far. He has had uh, several movies that came out back to back. But I heard that he is in the issue. But I, if I would have picked someone, I would have picked Idris. Um, not only he has sex appeal, he's hardworking, everybody loves his accent, he's been going nonstop as far as um, putting out back-to-back movies, he's a father, and, you know, I would just, had, I, I would thought he would have been the obvious choice, so... But that's uh, People Magazine. If uh, You can check out that copy of that issue that comes out in newsstands this Friday. My girl Jordan Sparks, she has pulled off the impossible, managing to go roughly four months without the public finding out that she had gotten married and is pregnant with her first child. The 27-year-old American Idol alum secretly wed her boyfriend, Dana Isaiah, who's 25, in mid-July, and the newlyweds are expecting their first child together late next spring. This is what they tell people dot com. Now Spark met her new husband, uh, 
by her family when she traveled to Houston during the Super Bowl weekend this past February with her charity campaign, I'm Mad Are You? But the pair bonded quickly over their tight-knit family and shared Christian faith. And after talking nearly every day for a month, Isaiah flew out to Los Angeles for an HC meeting and met his future wife for the first time over Easter weekend. And on July 16, the couple eloped while on vacation in Hawaii with a small group of friends. Now, the only thing I, and you know what, I love Jordan Spars. I'm happy for her. I'm happy that she finally found a man who is worthy of her love and her 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 beauty, and I really am happy for her. But the only problem that I have is that the way celebrities like herself and others, they meet these people, they come into their lives, they only know them for, for about four to six months, and next thing you know, they're walking down the aisle, they're getting married. And I'm like saying, this is not enough time to really know what that person is about. You know, I predicted... I knew that the uh, marriage between Khloe Kardashian and Lamar Odom, I knew it wasn't going to last. I even predicted that the the idea of uh, Rob Kardashian and um, China, Black China, wasn't going to last either. They, they they didn't even make it to the aisle yet, and but they was saying all through social media that they were engaged, that they were getting planning on getting getting married. And I knew that wasn't going to last. Just recently, Car- Cardi B just got recently engaged. Uh, and I'm like saying, you know, they, they they meet these people, they only know them for a short six six months, and they're ready to walk down the aisle. The, the, I, one day I was watching an episode, I was channel surfing, and I turned to uh, the E! Network, and I saw Keeping Up with the Kardashian. And in that scene, Chloe was going to bed, she was joining Lamar in bed, and she happened to notice that there was candy wrappers in the bed, all over in the bed, under the pillow, under the covers. And she said she didn't know that Lamar loves to eat candy, especially uh, in bed. Now, if she had known him for a year to two years, three years, she would have known that that, that was one of his flaws or habits or whatever. But because she only knew him for six months, and then all, all of a sudden they're getting married, she didn't know that aspect of him. So that's my point. Now, do you know who really did it right? And I say this over and over again, Jay-Z and Beyonce. Jay-Z and Beyonce dated for four years. And they, too, had a secret marriage, wedding. Nobody knew about it, only a select a few uh, friends and families in the business, they attended the wedding. And, but the point that I'm making, Beyonce and Jay-Z didn't rush into it. They got to know each other. Despite that all you hear about the alleged cheating and everything, they got to know each other and got married. So that's my point. But you know what? I'm happy for my girl, Jordan Sparks. I, I'm happy that she finally found somebody, the right one, you know, because she had dated Jason Derulo and uh, Sage and Gemini, and they were a buzz. So I, I hope she and, and Dana, uh, congratulations to them, and I hope it works for them, and I hope everything goes great for them. Uh, right now we have here uh, 20 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy jones Gibb, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and occasionally celebrity interview. Uh, if you're tuning in for the very first time, welcome. This is That's Entertainment going on eight years now on Blog Talk Radio. And uh, if you like the show and you want to know more about it, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and that way a reminder will be sent to you via email or through your phone when I broadcast live. Make sure you like us on our fan page at www.facebook.com forward slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at thatsentertain1, that's T-H-A-T-S, entertain, and the number one. CBS, The Talk, has finally found a replacement for former co-host Aisha Tyler, Grammy winner Eve, who her full name is Eve Jeffer Cooper. She took over the vacant chair on Tuesday, joining the panel that includes Julie Chen, 
Sarah Gilbert, Sharon Osborne, and Cheryl Underwood. The talk went through a series of guest co-hosts at CBS Search for a full-time replacement for Tyler, who exited last season following a six-year run. Eve served as the guest host during the week of October the 30th, and Eve tells Variety that it was a new career move for her. She says that she was interested in hosting and specifically on this show because she, on that show because she felt that she can express herself in a way that people haven't seen her before and to be able to engage in great discussion and have some fun. And she also said that uh she said she was it was she was coming to a place in her life where she was looking for a platform to express herself. Eve says she'll continue to squeeze in acting and music around her new gig. And Shakira has a bad has some bad news for her fans who are waiting for her recovery. Instead of announcing the rescheduled dates for her El Dorado tour, she has announced on Instagram that she has to she had to postpone her European tour dates until next year due to vocal hemorrhage. In the lengthy post, which was written in both English and Spanish, the 40-year-old songstress revealed that her vocal cords were in perfect condition in July. However, she started feeling that there was something strange with it after she found out that her voice had turned hoarse. She wrote uh, on social media saying that towards the end of October, uh, in the home stretch of her rehearsal, she felt like a strange hoarseness that impeded, uh, that implanted her singing. And the doctors, when after they examined her, they detect that she had suffered from a hemorrhage on her right vocal cord. Shakira then announced that she had to focus on her recovery. The hitmaker concluded that her message by saying that she wanted to return to the stage as soon as possible. Shakira was supposed to kick off her tour on Wednesday, November 8th in Germany. However, due to her illness, she had to cancel the opening show. It is still unknown when she will begin hitting the road. And Tiana Taylor and her husband, Iman Schubert, they're going to be going into having their own reality show. They were filming, I guess you could say, like a commercial for it, promoting the reality show. You know, they had matching outfits. And they said that they were leaving like these comments, kind of nasty comments under their pictures, and they're saying that the VH1 and the fans had voted for the the people had spoken. They had actually wanted them to do a reality show, and VH1 is in the business of giving people what they want. So it's not too much of a stretch that the couple will now appear with their own reality show. It's kind of filling the void left from the now defunct T.I. and Tiny VH1 had ordered a new reality series called Tiana and Iman. Now, according to Deadline, the show is set to premiere on February 19 and will follow Taylor, the R&B singer, actress, and model, and her NBA player husband, Schubert. Now, you know, I always said, you know who would really be good and they should have their own reality show? I always say Chrissy Teigen and John Legend, they should have their own reality show. If you follow them on social media, you know what I'm talking about. They are just the most fun, loving, just, I just love them as a couple because they're, they, they're, they're life of the party, especially uh, Christy. She just, she makes these funny comments. You can see the love between her and John very unconditional, plus they have their little baby daughter. I think they should be next. I really am hoping they have a reality show soon. Also this week, uh, Jimmy Fallon, he made an emotional return to The Tonight Show with some help from Taylor Swift on Monday, one week after the death of his beloved mother, Gloria. Gloria died November 4th at 68, and the comedian subsequently took a week off from his late-night hosting gig to spend time with his family. His return to the stage kicked off with a tribute to his late mother, whom Fallon called the best audience. The touching tribute was capped off with a surprise appearance by Taylor Swift, who performed New Year's Day, the closing track off her new album, Reputation. The Sweet Ballad was a poignant choice as its lyrics reflect the antidote Fallon shared earlier in the show. Tonight's show writers and producer Mike 
DeCenza offered some insight into Swift's appearance on ta- uh, on Twitter, explaining that she was not scheduled to perform, but the crew wanted to do something special for Fallon, and Swift quickly got on board. Oh, how nice. They said there wasn't a dry eye in the audience, not a dry eye. It was very, very emotional. Uh, Carrie Underwood is recovering from a broken wrist after she was she, after she took a tumble outside her house last Friday, uh, the country singer took a hard fall on some steps and landed in the hospital to treat a broken wrist and some cu- cuts and abrasion. Yeah, she had a ni- nasty fall. Uh, Underwood's husband, retired NHL star Mike Fisher, was able to make it back to Nashville the same night to tend to his ailing wife. The singer, who has since been released from the hospital, took to Twitter on Sunday to thank her fans for their well wishes and give an update on her condition. She also said um, she thanked everybody for the well wishes. She said she'll be all right. She might just take some time, and she's glad that she got the best husband in the world to take care of her. Um, Underwood was set to play the Country Rising Benefit Concert in Nashville on Sunday night alongside star like Jason Aldean, Sam Hunt, and Keith Urban, but was forced to pull out. Her injury came just days after she hosted the CMA Awards with uh, Brad Paisley for for the 10th consecutive year. Wow. Right now we have uh, 26 minutes uh, after the hour. Uh, coming up in the uh, the next half hour, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, GQ has their own magazine, and they just list uh, their People of the Year award, and it happens to be uh, Colin Kaepernick. I'll tell you about that. Also, uh, we're, we're talking about Terry Crews. He was on Good Morning America today, and he finally shared details of his alleged uh, encounter with a top Hollywood agent who had groped him. I'll tell you more about that. Also, um, Fox is being sued over the filming of the hit drama uh, series Empire, and I'll tell you why. Also coming up in the next half hour, Serena Williams is scheduled to be married this week. Wow. All those stories and more coming up in the next half hour, so don't you go anywhere.
tune in to that entertainment. The number one source of entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with your host Tammy Jones Gibbs, right here on Block Talk Radio. Right now we have 28 minutes left remaining in the show. That was the latest from Austin Mahone and I Don't Believe You. Colin Kaepernick hasn't played a single game this NFL season, but the quarterback earned a highly coveted accolade away from the field as one of GQ People of the Year. The magazine announced this on Monday. Uh, the ex-San Francisco 49ers signal caller is joined by Wonder Woman actress Gal Gadot, Golden State Warriors superstar forward Kevin Durant, and the Late Show host Stephen Colbert. Each recipient received their own cover on the magazine December issue, with all four earning a different title. Gadot, who emerged as a feminist icon in 2017 for her portrayal of the brave and powerful Wonder Woman in the summer blockbuster, was amply named Wonder Woman of the Year. Durant, who earned his first NBA title after joining the high-powered Golden State Warriors last season and was named MVP of the final, is champion of the year, while Colbert, who remained outspoken about politics and President Trump, is the magazine Bad Ombre of the Year. The magazine will release a cover story for a different person of the year every day through Thursday, Kaepernick's story, which went online Monday, focused on his contribution to to the fight for social justice. Kaepernick began a movement last year when he kneeled during the national anthem before a game as a way of peacefully protesting injustice towards minorities in the United States. After playing out the remainder of the 2016 season with the 49ers, he has been unable to find another job despite being a proven quarterback in his prime with a trip to the Super Bowl on his resume. Now, Kaepernick protests made waves and inspired other players to protest during the anthem as well, but was also met with backlash by some, including President Trump, who had condemned the players who kneeled. This is the 22nd year that GQ had honored its Men of the Year. And speaking of Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman 2 has shifted its release date to November 1, 2019, a month and a half earlier than its original release date, December 13, 2019. With the new release date, the film has no competitors other than Bond 25, which will premiere in the week after. Wonder Woman director Patty Jenkins has tapped again to direct the sequel, and Gal Gadot is locked in to reprise her role as the tender heroine. Initially, Warner Brothers scheduled the release on December, but when Lucasfilm changed their Star Wars Episode Nine from May 2019 to the holiday season, Warner Brothers and DC Film moved their date as a way to avoid competition. And although the critical acclaim Wonder Woman was a massive success and its sequel should be as successful, putting the film head-to-head with another hype Star Wars sequel is not a good business decision. Now, Star Wars The Force Awakens earned $936 million domestically, and the upcoming Star Star Wars The Last Jedi is predicted to, is predicted to gross more than two hundred million in its opening weekend. Other than that, there is also a rumored Fox and Marvel blockbuster plan for a release of November twenty second, which will make Wonder Woman two having some stiff competition. Now, the ninth Star Wars film may be a big factor for Wonder Woman 2 change of date, but Marvel's success in November release could be in the studio consideration. Thor or Ragnarok uh, grossed about $121 million domestically in its first three weeks, while Doctor Strange earned $232.6 million domestically last year. It can be concluded that the first weekend of November proves to be a lucrative for superhero films. Therefore, Wonder Woman 2 should also find success. And on November 11, Pace uh, uh, 6 reported that... Um, Gal Gadot threw an ultimatum to Warner Brothers stating that if Brett Ratner still is co-financing Wonder Woman 2 in the future, she wouldn't reprise her role as the daughter of uh, Hippolyta. Uh, However, Deadline had clarified that the rumors is false and that uh, Gal is locked in to star in the sequel. Uh, Also, she is going to be returning. Uh, you can also see her soon in uh, the upcoming Justice League, which opens in theater this Friday, November 17, nationwide. I can't wait for that. Terry Crews said he never felt more emasculated and objectified than when a top Hollywood agent groped his genitals at a party in 2016. 
Cruz, who first shared details of the alleged February 2016 encounter on Twitter, opened up about the incident with Michael Stranan on Goat Monitoring America this morning, telling the host that Adam Vedet, a top agent at William Morris Endeavors, sexually assaulted him during their first ever meeting. Terry Cruz talked to Michael Stranan on Good Morning America about the sexual assault allegation against Adam or Adam Vedet on November 15th. Now, Cruz, who's 49, said that he immediately became defensive and questioned Vennett about what he thought he was what he was doing. But the Hollywood honcho continued to grab him. Now, eventually, Cruz said that he became angrier and shoved him back into a crowd of partygoers, but the actor didn't want to escalate the incident any further, so he left with his wife. The former NFL player told Stram that years ago his wife, Rebecca, told him not to be violent because he's a target and people will try to bait him as a large African-American man. Venet has been suspended pending a full investigation. He has not publicly commented on Cruz's accusation. Venet represented big names like Adam Sandler, Sylvester Stallone, and Eddie Murphy. Cruz said that he approached Sandler at the event telling him what had happened the happy Gilmore star seemed just as perplexed and sh- shot at Venice action, according to Cruz. Now, Terry, who said he felt empowered after countless women came forward to accuse Harvey Weinstein of sex- sexual misconduct, has since filed a police report against Venice in hopes that he will be held accountable. And uh, Ed Westwick's career is in jeopardy. The actor might lose his job following sexual assault allegations against him. BBC put on hold the star appearance on his series White Gold and yanked his upcoming series Ordeal by Innocent off the schedule after he was accused of rape. The former Gossip Girl member was accused of attacking two women, Christina Cohen and Aureli Wynn, Cohen claimed that the actor forced himself on her in February of 2014 when she came to Hollywood Hills' house with her boyfriend. Meanwhile, Wynn said that she was assaulted in July of 2014 at his rented home in Glendower Estates. Now, Cohen, who dated Australian producer Kane Harling while Wynn was uh, allegedly in a relationship with Mark Salem back then. Now, according to both women, they told their boyfriends about the assault, but they were threatened and blamed for what had what happened. Now, the two women have since connected on Facebook and offered support to each other. Cohen filed a police report against Westwick. Her friend, uh, Blaze Godby Lipman, said, and her sister, Catalina Colgate, backed up her rape claim. They said that she confided in them shortly after the alleged assault happened. Now, Westwick denied any wrongdoing, calling both allegations unverified and probably untrue, uh, which he uh, claimed on social media. He also claimed that he didn't know Cohen. His girlfriend, Jessica uh, Servity, a former American Next Top Model contestant, also came to his defense. And this is what she said, um, quote, I know you, I know the truth, such sadness in my heart. I love your kind, gentle soul. Bless. This is what she tweeted. And she also added on Instagram that she said, I'm not having that. The couple started dating only earlier this year. And it was also rumored that they were scheduled, uh, uh, Ed was uh, was getting ready to pop the question. They were scheduled to uh, get ready to get married. So, you know, and I like Ed Westwick. You know, I was trying to uh, find out if I could schedule to have him uh, as an interview, you know, have him on here on the show to interview him about his new show on the BBC. But because um, I loved him so much in Gossip Girl, that's so, you know, I would love to have him on the show. But we'll see what happens. We're going to definitely follow the story. Uh, the Fox Network is being sued again over the filming of its hit music drama series, Empire, directed by Lee Daniels. The lawsuit stemmed from the production use of the Cook County Juvenile Temporary Detention Center in Chicago. The network began filming at the facility back in 2015 as a backdrop for the first two episodes featuring Lucius Lyons, played by Terrence Howard, in federal prison, trying to run the family hip-hop music dynasty from the inside. The Daily Mail reports that the legal guardian of two of the inmates filed a class action suit last year, alleging they were denied certain privileges by being on lockdown for three days to accommodate the film crew. 
The suit also claimed that as a result of the lockdown, inmates weren't allowed to read in the library, go to the recreation yard, or pray in the chapel. In addition, the infirmary request was dismissed and family visitations were denied. The inmates were solely allowed to remain in the dormitory-style common area of their rooms per the Daily Mail. Now, the network fought to have the lawsuit dismissed on the account that they were not responsible for the lockdowns, but the U.S. District Judge Amy J. Eve, Judge Eve said that the lawsuit can proceed after finding that there were collusion between Fox and the detention center officials, and the judge believed that the network may have wrongfully profited from the lockdowns. And speaking of Empire, um, our girl, Taraji P. Henson, uh, she's going to be taking the lead in a remake of the movie What, uh, well, the Paramount Player, which uh, gave the hit uh, movie What Men Want in 2000, the hit 2000 movie What Men Want, which Mel Gibson played a gender, uh, it was his movie. He started the role. And now Taraji P. Henson will be taking a lead in the remake called What Women Want. Now, the original film was directed by Nancy Myers and Star Gibson as a New York ad exec who, after a freak accident, is able to read women's minds and use the new ability to move ahead both professionally and personally. Now, in this version, Hansen will play a female sport agent who has been constantly boxed out by her male colleagues. When she gained the power to hear men's thoughts, she's able to shift the, uh, the dynamic to her advantage as she races to sign the NBA's next superstar. Now, Will Packer, who previously worked with Henson on No Good Deeds, and James Lopez will produce the film while Henson will serve as the executive producer. Paramount Picture will release the film in January of 11, 2019. And Serena Williams and Alexis Ohanian are about to have a Grand Slam wedding. The couple who welcomed their first child together in September are reportedly set to tie the knot in a small ceremony in New Orleans this week. Williams, who's 36, and Ohanian, who began dating in 2015, they will say I do at the Contemporary Arts Center in NOLA. Now, some of the expected guests include Kris Jenner, Beyonce, and Jay-Z. The 34-year-old Reddit co-founder proposed to the tennis pro in 2016 at a, at a restaurant in Rome when they, where they first met. Now, Williams announced the news of her engagement with a poem on her soon-to-be husband platform, Reddit. The couple had put their wedding plans on hold since the U.S. Open champions said yes as they awaited the arrival of their little girl, Alexis Ohanian Jr., who was born on September 1st. Now, the couple is said to have wed on Thursday in a lavish ceremony costing upward of $1 million. This is according to the Daily Mail. Wow. Right now we have uh, 15 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another break, and I will give you the last remaining stories of the week, so don't go anywhere.
Now we got 12 minutes left remaining in the show. That was new music from a new artist called Post Malone and Rockstar featuring 21 Savage. All right, for the last remaining stories for the week, here's another reason to give Lady Gaga some applause. The pop star stopped her concert to assist a fan in need. Gaga was performing at the Mohican Sun in Connecticut last Saturday when she realized a member of the audience was bleeding after apparently getting hit in the face. She then candidly spoke to the fan who name is Meredith until paramedics uh, came. Uh, she dedicated her new song, Paparazzi, to the injured fan and urged her team to give her a backstage pass at the show. She also took a moment to remind the audience that there are some things that are more important than show business. Gaga is in the midst of her Joanne World Tour, which she embarked on in August following the release of her last year album, Joanne. The applause singer was forced to postpone her scheduled show in Europe in September due to severe physical pain stemming from her health issues, which she detailed both on social media and in her documentary Gaga 5'2 earlier this year. Gaga is set to make up uh, she is set to make up the rescheduled European show early next year and complete her tour. Complete her tour in February. And the curious outcry over Meek Mill's so-called tough prison sentence has attracted the attention of the FBI, and an investigation has been launched into the judge presiding over the case. Fans and stars, including Jay-Z and Rick Ross, have criticized Judge Janice Brinkley for sentencing Meek to two to four years in jail for probation violation. The district attorney and Meek's probation officer had asked for no jail time. As reporting uh, by uh, Page Six, Meek's attorney had published claimed that the judge showed enormous bias against the rapper and act inappropriately by repeating, repeatedly asking him to drop his current management, Rock Nation, and sign with Philly, Philly music figure Charles Mack, Charlie Mack, whom Meek worked with earlier in his career. Now, a source told the publication of the FBI interest in the case, they said that the Fed had an interest in the judge and her potential relationships. This is an investigation looking into a possible extortionate demand. Undercover agent has been in the courtroom monitoring the Meek proceedings since April of 2016. Now, Judge Brinkley reportedly asked Meek in her private chamber in front of his uh, then-girlfriend, Nicki Minaj, to record a Boys to Men song and give her a shout-out in the lyrics. Mac managed the uh, R&B group. Meek Mill is currently in solitary confinement. Wow. And uh, Girl Scouts of the USA have announced that it's building a better world float at the annual Macy Thanksgiving Day Parade, which will feature singer 
uh, Andra Day and Common performing their moving anthem, Stand Up for Something, from the film Marshall. The Girl Scout float featured two dozen giant Girl Scout badges representing everything from science, technology, engineering, and math. STEM and the outdoors to financial literacy and entrepreneurship, as well as the Gold Award, Girl Scout Highest Award. The design showcases a century of Girl Scout tradition and highlights today's girl as, a, as capable of making great changes to benefit society, echoing the chorus of Andrew's Day and Common Song, It All Means Nothing If You Don't Stand Up For. Additionally, uh, the float will prompt viewers to take action themselves through the newly launched Girl Agenda, powered by the Girl Scouts an initiative to inspire, prepare, and mobilize every girl to lead positive change. And by making age-appropriate resources based on uh, the Girl Scout USA uh, proven programming accessible to all for the first time ever, the Girl Agenda will provide hundreds of thousands of girls and adults who care about them with tangible ways to support causes that are important to them. The 91st Annual Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade airs nationwide on NBC next Thursday, November 23rd from 9 a.m. to noon across the time zones. And to uh, to advance the girl agenda and for the tips on leading positive change through civic action, visit www.girlagenda.org. And ABC is keeping it all in the family with the selection of Tracy Ellis Ross, the Golden Globe winner star of the hit comedy Blackish, is going to be serving as host of the 2017 American Music Award, which is airing this Sunday, November 19th at 8 p.m. on ABC. And the icing on the cake is her mom, Diana Ross. She's going to be honored during the ceremony, and she's going to be receiving the American Music Award Lifetime Achievement Award. As previously announced, Diana Ross will also perform during the broadcast, which will take place from the Microsoft Theater in Los Angeles. Bruno Mars lead with eight nods, including Artist of the Year, Video of the Year, and Favorite Male Artist Pop Rock. The Chainsmokers, Drake, Kendrick Lamar, Ed Sheeran, and The Weeknd tied with five nominations each, while Justin Bieber, Daddy Yankee, and uh, Louis Fonsi received four nominations each. Additionally, Keith Urban earned three nominations, and Rihanna and Hazley earned two nominations each. Christina Aguilera will play tribute to Whitney Houston and Music from the Bodyguard with a performance in honor of the film's 25th anniversary, which falls on the same week as the award ceremony. Other previously announced performers include BTS, Alicia Cara, and Zed, Kelly Clarkson, Selena Gomez, Niall Horan, Imagine Dragon, and Khaled, Demi Lovato, uh, P, NK, Portugal, The Man, and Haley Steinfeld, and Aliso, featuring Florida Georgia Line, and Watt. So that's this Sunday, guys. Don't forget, the American Music Awards airing Sunday, November 19th at 8 p.m. on ABC. And Dwayne The Rock Johnson's new Under Armour collection has arrived. It is his latest U.S. DNA collection for his ongoing Project Rock collaboration. The actor line of apparel, accessory, and footwear for men and women celebrate the U.S. military service, men and women. Johnson is also the face of the collection, which featured a bull motif throughout. Prices for the U.S. DNA, which available, which became available last Thursday, range from $19 for athletic shorts to $140 for sneakers. And taking on the starring role in the legal drama, Roman J. Israel Esquire was an open and shut case for Denzel Washington. The two-time Oscar winner was immediately intrigued by the project when he first read the script, which centers on an activist criminal defense attorney who probably falls somewhere on the artism spectrum. The eccentric character of Roman Israel, who is described in the film as a legal Savant for his ability to recall case law from memory is unlikely any that Washington had played before. The actor said he drew inspiration from a friend's son as he approached the role. In addition to the on-screen accomplishment, Washington is set to return to Broadway in the spring to star in a 14-week run of the Iceman Comets. His credit, he credits his ability to act both on the stage and in front of the camera while also directing films as a major reason for his longevity in the entertainment industry. 
Now, Roman J. Israel Esquire opens in New York and Los Angeles on Friday before its wide release on November 22nd. And the Gods of Thunder isn't ready to relinquish his box office throne yet. Studio estimates this past Sunday that Thor Ragnarok added $56.6 million from North American theaters in its second weekend, bringing its domestic total to $211.6 million. The film from Disney and Marvel outgrows each of the two predecessors domestically in just two weeks, not accounting for inflation. It easily beat out the comedy sequel Daddy's Home 2 and the lavish Agatha Christie adaptation of Murder on the Orient Express, even as both posted solid openings. Paramount scored again with Daddy Home 2, which adds John Lithgow and Mel Gibson to the Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg formula. The film, which also cost a reported $69 million to produce, took second place at the box office with $30 million. The first film from 2015 grossed $242.8 million worldwide on a similar budget. Now, critics were not won over by the comedy, but audience seemed pleased, giving the film an A uh, minus uh, as the cinema score. Now, the star-studded Murder on the Orient Express, meanwhile, screeched into third place with an estimated $28.2 million against a $55 million budget, and the studio expects the film to play well through the Thanksgiving holiday, appealing to audience who are not rushing out to see the latest comic book adventure. Thus, this week, again, DC and Warner Brothers superhero ensemble pick Justice League will open. And a, bi- uh, a Bad Mom Christmas took fourth with $11.5 million in the second weekend, and Jigsaw rounded out the top five with $3.4 million. One series is going to rule them all, and Amazon is headed to the Middle Earth after booking a multi-season commitment to a Lord of the Rings series. The series will serve as a prequel to the Fellowship of the Ring, but there's also a possibility for a spinoff. Amazon may have forked over as much as $250 million for the rights, according to Deadline. Peter Jackson's Lord of the Ring trilogy starring Elijah Wood, Ian McKellen, Liv Teller and Orlando, I'm sorry, Orlando Bloom grossed almost six billion dollars worldwide and earned 17 Academy Awards. Wow! And get this: the potential princess to be is hanging up her suits. Meghan Markle is reportedly gearing up to leave the popular USA Network drama Suits ahead of the show's eighth season, along with her co-lead Patrick J. Adams. The show, which is in the middle of season seven, has not yet been picked up for the eighth season, but one is likely, according to Deadline. Both Markle and Adam contract will expire after the current season, giving each a clean break. Adam is set on exploring some career options, but won't shut the door on returning next season as a guest or a recurring character. And this is according to The Hollywood Reporter. He stars as bad boy lawyer Mike Ross, who is engaged to marry Markle's paralegal turned lawyer, Rachel Zane. Markle herself, meanwhile, has been in a high-profile relationship with Prince Harry for more than a year and recently met his grandmother, Queen Elizabeth. Speculation has run rampant in recent months that an engagement is imminent as the pair continue to make public appearances together. Well, that will do it for me for this week. Tune in next time again when we do it all over. So uh, make sure you tune in next week and uh, enjoy the rest of the week. Stay safe, and I will talk to you next time. Take care.